This week's episode is brought to you by SketchWallet. SketchWallet provides some awesome products for artists on the go, like travel size sketch pads, pencils, and of course, let's not forget SketchWallet's feature product, the SketchWallet. It's a handy little high quality wallet made from real durable materials that acts as a wallet for your mini sketch pad and pencil and things you'd normally keep in your wallet. And it fits right into your back pocket or purse. Then when you fill up your sketchbook, they make it easy to refill your sketch wallet with easily reloadable materials that you can order right off the website. So head to sketchwallet.com T-A-N right now to check out their beautifully made leather options as well as their budget and vegan friendly canvas options coming soon. Again, that's sketchwallet.com T-A-N. This is the Animation Network. With this podcast, you get to tune in every week to hear top industry professionals in my network discussing network animation. Our goal here is to bring you effective tips, tricks, secrets, and practices for breaking into and navigating through the current landscape of TV animation. I'm your host, Chris Wimberly. Thanks for tuning into the network today. Hello, networkers. It's Tiara, and I'm so excited to be back for season five to bring you episode 83 of our new season. Chris and I have been so excited to bring you new episodes, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this one because it's a little bit different from what we usually do. But trust me, you will love it. Now, to go over a few things before we jump into the episode, I know Chris has already talked about this, and you've probably seen it all over our social media accounts, but I'm going to talk about it again. We are throwing our next Tan Mixer, sponsored by Cartoon Network, but this is happening this Friday. So if you have your ticket, make sure it's ready to go. If you haven't received your ticket already, send me an email and I'll make sure you get that but everyone should have theirs. And if you weren't able to get a ticket before we sold out, which you guys, we sold out within a day and a half and we had hundreds of RSVPs, it was amazing. So if you didn't get a ticket, no worries. You can still hang out with us. We're having an after party at Story Tavern. So make sure you're following all of our social media accounts and the event Facebook page. We are going to be posting updates about this party there. So make sure you mark that you're interested, follow notifications, whatever you need to do to stay in the loop. That is where you'll find all your updates. But again, you guys, this was so amazing. We're so happy that we were able to sell out so quickly. You are awesome. Thank you so much for the support. It really makes us feel amazing and happy that we can do things like this for you. So if you miss this mixer and you are so upset about it, don't be upset. We will be having more because that's who we are. We're just cool like that. So we will definitely make another opportunity for you to come out, hang out with us and meet some new people to add to your network. So that's enough talking for me. You're going to hear me talk this whole episode or a portion of it. But I just wanted to make sure that was out there and that's it. So enough talking. Let's jump into this episode. I hope you love it. I had a great time recording it for you. And let me know what you think about it. I'm looking forward to doing more interviews for you guys. So that's enough talking for me. I've just went on and on. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy this episode. Here is episode 83, uh, my interview with Alexis Block. So... Let's do this. All right. Um, very excited to have you. New Thank season, you. season five. Oh my god, I can't believe you guys are doing this. this I long. know it's been it's been a journey, and I'm glad we can do this episode because it's been one that's like 
months in the making. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to have you back on the show. And I'm excited for this episode because it's different from what we usually do. So usually we always have a new person come on and talk about what they're doing. But this time we're doing a follow-up episode. And you were actually on season one, which is pretty awesome. Oh, my God. When to, was, how long ago was that? You know I don't even know. I was thinking about it on my drive here. Like and at least two years. Yeah, I wasn't even working with Chris on the Animation Network at that time. I think I was still in college, like finishing my senior year. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy to think of how much time has passed. Oh, I know. But it's great to catch up. Yes. And yes, we all want to know what you've been doing. So since it's been a while, how about you reintroduce yourself to everyone and let us know like, who you are, where you work, and your, also your job title. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm Alexis Block. I'm a post-supervisor at DreamWorks Animation. Awesome. The TV side. Oh, good to uh, put yes. that out there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. Yes. <laughs> Although, you guys, everyone gets the free lunch, which yes. I'm all for. Oh, yeah. Equality across all uh, animation. And so the last time you were on our show, like I was saying, was back in season one. So what has changed since then? Um, the promotion, which has been great. Um, also, we've gone through a company merger, which was very interesting to see how that played out. And then um, learning to navigate the managerial world. That's Ooh. been a big shift. And a cheat cake is really in right now, too. Oh, Nice. <laughs> so can you like explain what exactly is it that you do as a supervisor and kind of like what's a normal day for you look like? Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, so I oversee an episode from final animation through to air or in my case, like just going to Netflix. Um, it's basically creating, managing schedules, deciding what shots I'm going to have stay in-house for our team of animators to work on or which we'll send back to our overseas studios. Uh, paperwork, so much more paperwork. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, and a normal day usually starts with emails for me and I have to block out time to do it. Otherwise, I never get around to doing because I have so many sessions to oversee. Um, but it's just answering questions, seeing what delay issues have come up, uh, concerns people have and uh, then I'm in edit sessions and trying not to look at more emails. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like uh, what I'm doing recently, which is just <laughs> all emails. I'm pretty sure that's my entire job at this point. Right. I get excited if someone calls me now. I'm like, oh, a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I still get a, a little scared with the phone calls because I always think it's like something something super right? You're like, important oh, this is or like fire. drastic. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, emails are nice. A little overwhelming at times. But, you know, sometimes there's good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I like the good stuff, especially when they tell us, oh, the show is performing well on Netflix. I was like, oh, this is a nice email. Yeah. So I still have a job. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good news. We always want to hear that. I wish I got uh, more of those emails just to <laughs> remind me that, hey, we like what you're doing. Stay here forever. <laughs> so what has that transition been like going from coordinator to supervisor? Because I know you talked about it in your episode with Chris about kind of that jump in yeah so it was it's interesting because as a coordinator you're much more involved in the day-to-day -day, and as a supervisor is kind of more hands-off on the day-to-day -day. I completely trust my PA to like handle that stuff and bring things to me if um, there's anything that comes up whereas for me now it's like the bigger picture um, 
also everything's planned for you as a coordinator. And now to be the one doing the planning is like really intimidating at first. Okay. Uh, for at least like the first seven months, I kept second guessing myself. Should I schedule that then? Does my coordinator have enough time to do these notes if I need another session squeezed in here? And it's like figuring that out and letting go, so to speak, you know, mm. and, and then really trusting your PA, like I always ask her, oh, do you have enough time for this? Do you need more time here? Let me know if this meeting's going well or if, you know, you guys need more time in that meeting because I can't be in two places at once, unfortunately, until time turners become a real thing. <laughs> um, and then also as a coordinator, I didn't realize how much my supervisor was juggling that didn't need to involve me. Oh. Um, and so seeing that other half of of it that as a, as a coordinator, like, you know, day to day, day to day, day to day, occasionally I think of the big picture and now it's the reverse of that. And seeing everything that my supervisor was doing at the time, I was like, wow, I didn't realize how much work you actually did. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is what everyone always feels. <laughs> well, it seems like a lot of it is just kind of like learning as you're going. Yeah. And just figuring it out. A lot of it's learning as you're going. I will say I have like an amazing support, like upper management staff at DreamWorks that is really encouraging and open to questions and helpful. So that helped ease the transition a bit. I, they believed in me enough to give me the promotion. So, <laughs> so that's good. They, I'm sure they, they know you, that you can handle it and, you know. Yeah, been doing it for a little over a year now. It's going well. I feel like more relaxed now. So that's, that's good. That's a good <laughs> sign. I think I'd be concerned if you're getting more and more stressed and worried. And Right. They give me a lot more <laughs> side projects and stuff now. So I'm like, oh, that's good. You guys trust me to like juggle more. So, yeah. Well, that's great. So you were talking about like the big picture and now you're kind of overseeing a lot more, mm -hmm. which with post-production, I know you guys work on multiple episodes at a time. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, how do you manage tracking and keeping it on schedule? And then also, like, how many episodes do you work on at a time right now, like for your shows? Ooh, um, well, first off, thank God for Google Sheets <laughs> uh, that manages my entire life, every episode of every show, every step of the way. And then right now I'm like, I'm actually on three shows. Usually Ooh. I'm on two because I have one that's ending as one is starting. There's like this overlap. So King Julian's wrapping while I'm creating the schedule for another show that we're in testing for right now. Mm -hmm. And then I have Voltron, which we always have six episodes in at post at a time for. Um, that's typical on like 2D series at DreamWorks. And then... On a CG series like King Julian, I would have like four episodes. Their schedules just tend to be longer because more work involved in the overseas studio with all the CG assets and stuff. Um, so right now, 10, 10 oh. at a time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, and of course, given Murphy's Law, like something will eventually go wrong. But we, like I said, I think on the show I was on two years ago, we always plan for it. So we plan for things to go wrong. It doesn't surprise me when they <laughs> do, but I have a plan for it. <laughs> No, that's always good to know. That's like something that I'm also learning now too because I'm coordinator for two series and then in like this digital shorts flash department. So right now that's only three things I have to like worry about tracking and managing. I don't know if I could do 10 at a time. <laughs> it's all right because they tend to, you know, they follow their routine. So you're like, all right, we're in this step for this and things go fine typically. But if things derail then it's like all right gotta rearrange the schedule a bit here and you have in mind where things can fit and go and you know I always keep up with my coordinator to find out I was like all right this show that came in is it in good shape bad shape how what are we looking at here so I can figure out if we need more time in it so to speak than less time yeah and I, then I'll have her focus on one episode over another 
That's like a, a term that I just learned recently was forecasting for yes. like predicting, <laughs> like, is this going to go wrong? Because I watched my producer do and I'm like, oh, he's amazing. How does he know what's happening? How did he see this? It's weird. It's like after so many years of doing it, you kind of like can see when something comes in. You're like, oh, oh yeah. this, this one's going to be the one that's going to test our patients. You can <laughs> sense it. You're like something at some point is going to go wrong with this project. Yeah, But it's not too bad. It keeps us busy and, you know, we don't really tend to have to work too late sometimes so that that's good too that's good so you mentioned Voltron earlier which Mm -hmm. I've started watching haven't finished the third season yet oh well the next season's coming out soon I think October October yes so soon I know so soon (laughs) now I need to like binge watch it I was just watching uh Full Metal Alchemist and I oh I need to watch that I just finished Attack on Titan so and then I'm I really behind. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like the list just keeps growing. You're like, oh, I need to watch this. There's and so much that. content, so much content right now. I know, especially with Netflix, it, they make it so like readily available. So I'm just like, yeah, I can watch like five seasons tonight. It's not a problem. Oh right, and they, what do they just announce some new billions of dollar deal of more new content? And you know, over at Trigmore's like, yes, we hope they buy more shows. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, that's so much TV. I have to binge watch <laughs> yeah. on the weekend. <laughs> I know. So what's it like creating content for Netflix? Because I know DreamWorks is doing that a lot with a lot more of their newer shows. And like I'm used to doing it from the TV side. We're always preparing for cable and, you know, hitting those delivery dates. So I'm wondering if there is like any difference for creating shows for Netflix versus cable. And then kind of like what's the difference in terms of scheduling and, you know, any guidelines, like any network notes that might come back? There's. Uh, it's strange. So in post-production, there's a big difference. I feel I don't, I can't speak for the pre-production side. I know Netflix gives notes on that end, but on my end, they're very hands-off. And it's basically, I only chat with Netflix at the very end when I'm delivering the episode to them. And it's just one quick time. That's it. That's my delivery to Netflix is one quick time. It's amazing because on, you know, back at Nickelodeon, it was like these three tapes, these quick times, these CDs, these DVDs. And and most of the time I'd be delivering on a Friday for a show that's airing that next morning. Oh, wow. So it was, the stress was there. And now it's like, I deliver. And at some point, months from now, it will be on at Netflix. So there's time to get things fixed, even though we still have deadlines to meet for quarter deliveries and I guess, what do you call it? Finance reasons and stuff. Hmm. So we aim for those. So the studio stays afloat. Um, but yeah, on my end, Netflix, they basically will QC check an episode and be like, ooh, we noticed these things wrong. And to me, I'm like, great, thank God, I'll get that fixed for sure. Um, and I don't know what they really do on the front end. It's <laughs> a question I need to ask someone. <laughs> so do you guys usually deliver like multiple seasons at a time or is it just oh, one Just season? as the episode finishes, we send it on uh-huh. over to them. It gives them more time to prep it, even though, like I say, it's like, they have a lot of time to reference, but they also have so much content over there. They're putting up I know, how many shows a week go yeah. up new all the time. It's insane. I I really want to go to their offices, too, in Hollywood. I hear they're beautiful. Oh, really? They have, like, this huge, like, when you walk in, it's just, like, floor-to-ceiling screens playing, like, super 4K of all their shows. I feel like I would never get any work done. <laughs> I'd just That's be why it's on the there. bottom floor. <laughs> <laughs> so they can just watch who's down there. Yeah, yeah. So I I really enjoy working with Netflix just because I'm not stressed delivering to them. And they're so nice over there. Like, unbelievably nice. That's great. I, I'm, like, looking forward to the, d- the day when we have, like, a Netflix deal and it can kind of, like, 
experience that side of things because mm-hmm. it, it seems like things are going more towards streaming services anyways. It is. And they really like, um, you know, longer story arcs over mm-hmm. uh, a series because you know, they also, you know, don't ever put commercial breaks in their shows yeah. and things like that. They want it to feel very much that binge experience as opposed to the episodic TV experience and the weight, um, which is really fun. And I think writers probably have a lot more fun with that. I have to listen to some writers give some speeches to hear what they have to say. Um, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. No, no commercial breaks, the no timing restrictions thing is just great. Yeah, I also love it from uh, the consumer side as well. Like, I get so annoyed whenever I keep seeing, like, commercials or the same commercial. Yes. Oh, I God, don't remember the last crazy. time I saw a commercial because I DVR everything at home. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering if there's, like, because it seems like, okay, they're, like, nice to work with at Netflix. Mm-hmm. And delivery schedule seems, like, a lot easier to kind of manage. Um, is there anything else that you really like about working with Netflix? And then has that relationship with Netflix kind of affected the whole studio culture in any way? Like, um, is there more opportunities for people you feel like, or more opportunities? Cause there's, there's definitely more shows getting made. I feel like there's like so many shows at DreamWorks, whereas at Nickelodeon and other studios I've worked at, it's always like, all right, well, this is the one that we're focused on. Mm-hmm. Whereas Netflix or the deals with Netflix allow us to like make a whole lot more, see which one goes, and then those will go on to full production. Um, and then what else? With Net- I don't know. I just really love Netflix. They're <laughs> great. I want to go to one of their parties. I hear they're fantastic. <laughs> oh, now I'm interested. Didn't know they were throwing parties over there. Oh, yeah. They throw, uh, the, I don't know, the Stranger Things party where they had like the car and the, all the setup right. and all the food was, eight- I don't know. I just... Give me a Voltron party, Netflix. That would be amazing. (laughs) I'll just hang around the studio. Maybe I can just like sneak in there. They won't even notice. Right. But yeah, this would be a great question to ask someone in, oh, especially in development. I should ask Mm. someone in development, like, how is it working with Netflix on their end? Yeah. Just because the deal's done. By the time it gets to me, it's just, all right, it's done. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure every department kind of sees it differently and how it's affecting how they're working. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be a great question to ask, like, someone else. Um, So I'm wondering, what has been the most rewarding part about your career so far? Because we've had, like, a nice chunk of time that's passed since you last been on the podcast. Oh, I'm sure yeah. a lot has happened or a lot has changed. So um, The most rewarding part is, I guess, knowing I have a position I can grow with for a long time in a studio that's only getting better and better. Um, and bringing on so much new talent and like giving new talent a chance as well. Um, Cause I know a bunch of our new showrunners, it's like their first time running a show and they're letting them do what they want, mm. you know, with, within reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> um, so it's really exciting to like get to meet them and then seeing their shows through um, post in, in like a testing phase. Cause you get to know them and then hopefully they sort of request you then as your super as, as your post team when mm-hmm. their sh- the show gets picked up so it's it's like awesome hearing that oh so and so wants you to be their post supervisor if their series gets picked up you're like oh i'm glad i did a good job and they <laughs> liked me <laughs> <laughs> that's always comforting so what comes next after being a supervisor for you cuz you were talking about you have a position to grow in and so that kind of just made me curious about what are you thinking might come next or what you would like to happen or if you're happy with kind of just staying as a supervisor and overseeing all that a great question also one my parents asked me (laughs) Um, uh, right now I'm definitely happy being a a post supervisor and I definitely want to do this for 
you know, at least the next like three, four, five years or so. Cause I feel like, you know, every show runs differently and I want to, I wanted to get the experience on different types of shows and things mm. like that. And then I guess the next step up from post soup in the post chain of command is to be the head of a post department. Oh. I'm not ready for that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I still need like definitely to see some things I've never seen happen before or, or put out like a major fire that right now is terrifying to me to have to deal yeah. with like an overseas studio collapsing or something and no animation oh, no. coming back in. <laughs> like I, I have no idea where to even begin with that. Yeah. That's like taking on like the big, big, big the picture. Big, big, big picture. Yeah. Right now I'm just like big picture, not big, big picture. Yet. Yeah. Totally understandable. So sometimes I look at my producer and I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate everything you do and I'm so happy right. that you're here. Not ready to do that yet. <laughs> So, I mean, it's awesome, though, because you're like a great example of someone who's moved up in their position. And we have a lot of people who are listening in and who are always trying to figure out how can they get to the next step or next level and kind of like what they want to do. So I was wondering if you had any advice for them or anything that kind of helped you as you were working as a coordinator that kind of like kept you on track to getting to that next step. Oh, definitely. I think I mentioned this last time I was on, but really just talk to people. Even people in positions you don't really consider yourself ever having, you'll still learn something new from them. And so often you hear people complain, if only so-and-so knew how much I was doing or what does so-and-so even do all day over there? They're just in their office. I never see them like contributing really. And just like go talk to them, invite them to lunch, get to know them, and then you'll have your answer. And I think that's like great advice, no matter which kind of department you're in, because I can see how it's benefits for people in pose, uh, artists, also like even in production where I'm at right now, I try and talk to as many people as I can just to get a better understanding of like what they're doing and, you know, how it's affecting like their work ethic or just like if they're feeling too stressed or overwhelmed it's just kind of good to like we're all a part of the same puzzle so go figure out what their piece does (laughs) you'll be so much better for it especially if you're thinking about like having your own show or something I Mm -hmm. think that's Mm -hmm. a a big part where people miss out on is not knowing what the other jobs or positions are actually doing and then you all of a sudden you have to manage them Mm -hmm. and it's like what do I do who are you yeah i for instance, I, as a coordinator, I never had to really deal with marketing departments and things like that. And now I'm like know them all on a first name basis, and we're chatting all the time. I, they have they do so much for us that we don't even think about, but it just has to be done in order for people to watch the shows. Mm-hmm. And also to treat all fires with calm. A well placed. I'm not sure, but let me look into that and get back to you. Makes people relax. <laughs> oh yeah. That's uh, you can't go wrong with that. You can't answer. go wrong. It's the go-to answer I have, and I feel like a lot of people in post also have. It's like, don't worry, I'll figure it out. Yeah, because I'm sure on the other end they're panicking. Yes, uh, lots of panicky emails, lots of panicky phone calls. It's just calm demeanor. Let them explain the situation, and then write it down, and then you'll come to a decision later on what needs to be done. But right now just calming other people Mm -hmm. from what they perceive to be something disastrous is happens a lot more than you'd think it would (laughs) (laughs) oh I I totally know uh so we're getting closer towards the end so we usually like to end the episodes with like a question of our choice it might be like random not always animation related but I decided what I want my question for season five to be is 
what is your go-to animated movie or show to watch? Ooh, good question. Um, go-to animated movie is definitely 101 Dalmatians. That's a good one. Um, yeah, it's, it's just beautiful and so much fun. And I have a giant Alaskan Malamute dog at home and it's the <laughs> only cartoon he will watch. <laughs> He has good taste. He has good taste. He <laughs> watches that in Game of Thrones, though recently he's been very upset there haven't been that many direwolf scenes. Oh, like, so, I understand. Yeah, I know. I understand, too. <laughs> um, and then go, shoot, go to TV show animated. I still DVR Adventure Time. I don't even know how many years it's been on, but oh. on Sunday mornings, it's like my routine. Make breakfast, sit down, watch whatever episodes of Adventure Time are on my DVR, <laughs> and then go about my day. <laughs> Yeah, that's always a good one you can kind of go back to whenever. I do. I love me some BMO. So. Oh, my God. He's so cute. I know. Yeah, I saw that they've made like a BMO sweater. What? And they always have like different Cartoon Network merch up around the studio. And every time I see them, I'm just like, if only I could just just grab it and just run for my life and just keep it forever. <laughs> I know. Studio, that's uh, something nothing, no one ever tells you. Studio merch is expensive. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like very off limits. Like they'll put it up and you can look at it, but you can never buy it. There's yes. always people at the studio asking, oh, can I buy this thing? And they're like, no, yes. sorry. It's either that or, oh, it was the crew gift. Yeah, like, oh, if only where I were on that crew. So many crew <laughs> gifts. There's so many also like holiday gifts that I've missed yes. just because I came like right after Christmas Ooh. or something. I think the go-to is hoodies. I have yes. so many hoodies. <laughs> I'm still waiting to get my hoodie from some studio anywhere. Just please send me one. <laughs> And we're finally at the end of our episode. So before we end today, uh, do you have any final thoughts you like to add or any questions that you want to ask me? Uh, I just want to tell everyone, good luck. I hope to see you in the industry soon. Um, and then question for you, Tiara. Ooh. What have you learned while working on this podcast? Oh, that's a good one. Um, no, definitely like what you were saying earlier, just talking to people. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've just learned so much about what everyone is doing. And then also just how they got there. Um, every kind of like journey is different to how we all kind of started in the industry. I know. It's, it's crazy how you think about it. Some people, what is, I was talking to someone the other day, they had a criminology degree and yet they were working as a coordinator in our like animation department. And I was like, wait, yeah. I need to have lunch <laughs> with you. I need to find out how you went from that to here. <laughs> exactly. There are actually a lot of people like that who like just didn't even study anything art related and here they are mm -hmm, exactly and I think that's just like really cool so I've been trying to like branch out even outside of the podcast is just talk to more people and just kind of see what's going on so I think that's like the biggest thing that I've learned is just kind of taking that that leap and not being afraid of seeming like awkward or creepy by asking a <laughs> random stranger hey will you get lunch with me I'm just kind of curious about like what you do so when in doubt just email say hello Yes. Or yes. even if they're just like, if you're in the elevator or in the kitchen and you see someone you haven't seen before, just start up a conversation with them. I, I feel like there's nothing to lose at that point. Definitely. Especially for interns. I feel like yes. you're there to learn and meet people. So go take advantage right. of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is it. That's all my questions, but this was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me again. Yeah. It was great having you and Glad to see you're doing well, most importantly. Thank you. you too. So happy for you. Can't wait to see when you are head of a post-production oh department. Oh my goodness. So many other <laughs> questions. But all right. So I'll have answers. I'll yeah. have answers. One day. So we'll bring you back on then when that is, I don't know what season it'll be by then. Hopefully we're still going strong, but. Right. Maybe we'll have some VR or something going uh, on then. 
I'm excited for VR. I'm keeping it in mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's everything, folks. What a fun interview that was. And I learned so much from Alexis while speaking with her. She's truly an amazing person with some great insight into the post-production world. I really hope you guys enjoy this interview as much as I did. It was a blast to make. And when I say it took months to make, I am not joking. It literally took months to catch up and get everything put together, but it was worth it for you guys. And also just worth it because I got to figure out what she's been doing. You know, she was on in season one and to see that she has come so far and has been doing so well. It's truly inspiring. So I hope you guys really got a lot from that. And if you enjoyed this video as much as I did, don't forget, rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Animation Network. We are here to bring you guys amazing resources whenever you need it. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you check out our website. We have a full load of services there for you guys. And we also have our newsletter, which I'm sure you heard of, but I'm going to talk about it again because Cassie has been doing an amazing job on putting this newsletter together. You definitely want to make sure you are following our newsletter as well. There is some great information in there that you do not want to miss. So log on to our website, go check it out and subscribe. And another thing, I know there are so many things. We also have a YouTube channel. So if you love our podcast, you are going to love our YouTube channel, which we are dropping a new episode this Thursday. So make sure you're following the YouTube channel. You don't want to miss this video. It's going to be awesome. And with that being said, I just want to say thank you guys so much. You were awesome. We really appreciate your support. So thank you for just being you and being awesome. And thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the Animation Network. Are you still there? Great. Please don't forget to check us out. We're all over the internet. So come find us at places like Twitter at T-A-N underscore podcast. And of course, on Facebook at facebook.com slash animation network podcast. And our home on the web, which is theanimationnetwork.org, where you can see all the things that we do that are the Animation Network, all of the team members, and you can email us directly. You can see all the services we provide so that you can have support on your journey toward breaking into animation. So come check us out.